This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are discussing friendship with an Enneagram type three. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I had one of the best dates and conversations with my husband yesterday, and I am obsessed. We went on our annual like fall drive, and we had like this thing that we knew we needed to talk about. And um, I was kind of like, oh, maybe this isn't the best time to talk about it because we were going on this fun thing. And he was like, no, let's just talk about it now. I think this is the perfect time. And we talked, we just had the best conversation. Like it was just like this like deep honesty, deep knowing, deep listening, deep validating of each other. It was just like, oh, I left it feeling like, I feel like I'm like dating you again for the first time. Like we're just kind of like re-falling, like not that we were falling out of love, but it was just kind of like this like ignition, you know? And I think we have those every, you know, a couple of weeks or so in our relationship where we just kind of like breathe fire back into our relationship. And it's just so nice. And I loved it so much. Definitely my rose. My thorn is that I am still getting over jet lag. Like this is taking me so much time and it's not fun. Okay. Universe body. If you could just get it together, that would be nice. But my bud is, and this is a little bit, we're going to time travel a little bit for this one because, um, for you, this is the past. For me, it's the future. Um, but I finally decided what I'm going to be for Halloween. So I'm excited to put the costume together. I'm going to be um, Daisy Jones from Daisy Jones and the Six. My husband is either going to be, <laughs> he's either going to be the Six by wearing like a Six on his shirt, or he might be like Carrie Soto, which is another one of Taylor Jenkins Reid's books because he's like obsessed with tennis and he's a four. So he bought like full tennis regalia in order to learn tennis. So um, he's like, I have like everything to be, to dress as Carrie Soto. So he might do that or he might um, go as the six and just wear a six on his shirt. We'll find out. But I'm excited that I know what I'm going to be. Okay. So let's talk about friendship with an Enneagram type three. So first of all, we talk about what do they bring to the table? What can we learn from them? And what do they really like offer their relationships? So the first is that they tend to champion your dreams. There is no one who will like 
push you forward, encourage you to do more than an Enneagram three. And oftentimes it's like when you're really good friends with the three, they take on your goals as if they're their, their own. Like, all right, we're doing this. Let's figure it out. Like, here's the date. Let's meet at the coffee shop. We're going to sit down and we're going to map this out. And there's nothing like that, right? Like it was an Enneagram three dear friend of mine who encouraged me to start my Instagram account, who was like, listen, you're only talking about this. Like make some, make it, find an outlet, you know, put this somewhere. And, um, yeah, so they're the best for championing your dreams. Second, they're so good at idea generating and problem solving. They're very positive, forward thinking people who have like a good can do attitude and really think we can figure this out and just problem solve it, right? So when you're kind of feeling stuck or you're feeling like I don't have options, I don't know what I want to do or where I want to go, I don't know how to do it, threes are your friends, right? These are the people to go to for that. Which brings me to three, which is their can do attitude. When we talk about healthy relationships and healthy friendships, I often talk about letting them influence you, right? Like instead of resenting the things about them that are different than you, letting it impact you and change you in, in this way that can improve who you are, but also make you more close to them, right? So in that way, one of the things we can all catch from our threes is a can-do attitude or true belief that like anything can be done, we just need to figure out how to do it. And I think that's something that they, it's contagious when you spend time with the three, you know, it challenges you to do the same. Number four is that they are constantly improving themselves, right? There's nothing better in a friendship than someone who is willing to grow, someone who's willing to put in the work to become a better person. And this is so self-driven for the three that it can also inspire us to do the same. Maybe if you're someone who struggles to focus on self-improvement or self-growth, who finds it a little bit exhausting, being around a three can maybe help you catch like a solid 2% of that, which is going to be plenty for you. Like you don't need to go all full three with them, right? But just kind of saying, oh, maybe in the morning I'll wake up 15 minutes earlier and go for a walk because you're around someone who's constantly doing that improvement on themselves, it can really encourage you to do the same. And this can also work in terms of business. You know, if you have someone in your life who's a three, who's maybe more business oriented and less like wake up, have your green juice kind of three, like every everybody's got a different fixation, right? But if you have a three who's more into business and you're trying to start a business, just being around their energy can encourage you to kind of push yourself a little bit harder or put yourself out there a little bit more. You know, I have a three friend that I made at the office and I was talking to her the other day and I was like, man, how do you do all of this? How are you getting these opportunities? And she was like, oh, I ask. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could just ask, you know, but it's like, that's like such a second nature thing for them to like put themselves out there to really try and do the most. And for some of us, we don't think like that, right? So um, I feel I'm so obsessively self-reliant that I don't like to ask people to support me or put me out there, right? Or like do things for me as doesn't come as naturally. I don't even... I often don't even consider it, that it's an, a thing that's available to me. But my f three friends saying that, I was like, oh yeah, you can just ask for help, ask for support. Um, you know, most of the people who come on my podcast are threes because they ask. <laughs> like, it's not because like I seek out threes, it's because threes just ask. Um, so I think that's like a big lesson we can all learn from the threes in our lives. 
All right, number five, is they're aware of how other people are experiencing them. This isn't all of our giftings, right? Like we don't all know how what we do impacts someone else. We don't all know how to make other people comfortable, but threes are extremely good at reading a room and showing up appropriately. And they do this in conversations one-on-one. They do this in big group contexts as well. They tend to have like a general sense of how they're being perceived and can often show up, you know, as a friend in really helpful ways if they're, if they're, especially the ones who have done a lot of personal growth work. You know, in those like lower levels and average levels, maybe they're focused more on like how you're perceiving them and not how you're experiencing them, right? Those are two different things. Um, how you're perceiving them can look like maybe them wanting to like prove to you that they're doing well, prove to you that they're accomplished, them, the healthier side of three that's kind of aware of how you're experiencing them is going to ask you a lot of questions, make sure that you're feeling heard, make sure that you're supported. So um, those like healthier threes who are doing the work can really be such great friends in the sense of they're aware of other people and they're paying attention. So let's talk about where are threes, if you're a three and you're listening and you want to be a better friend or have an easier time in relationships, here are some things to keep in mind. First is your tendency toward competition or comparison. So this can really kind of seed bile into your friendships. I don't know how, that's a pretty intense way to phrase it, but it can really make some of your friendships feel rotten. People that you really love and really like and who've really supported you can all of the sudden feel like the competition because maybe they're winning right now and you're feeling like you're losing. And so there can be like resentment or frustration or even hatred that kind of boils up. And so what I want to encourage you to do is instead of kind of seeing them, needing them to be bad, needing them to lose, needing to like prove to yourself that they're not as good as they seem to be. When you're trying to like work through this envy or this jealousy, this comparison, instead focus instead on celebrating their wins with them as if they're your own, because this is going to build your confidence, make you feel like a better person, which is going to help you to kind of present in a healthier way, which is going to help you attract more of the things that you want, but also is going to help you to just feel better about yourself and have an easier time. But also I want to encourage you instead of like, getting frustrated or like turning on them, figure out what you think this says about you. Take this all in as data, right? You're feeling these feelings. Well, maybe you just need to feel sad about not having what they have. Maybe you need to explore the part of you that feels like you're supposed to have what they have, even if it's not what you want. Or maybe you need to explore the part of you that does want what they want and make a plan to get it, right? So um, don't turn on them. It's not their fault they're doing well and it's not, um, it only harms you if you do that, right? If you make them the enemy because sometimes you're gonna lose really good friends because you're jealous. But that's not, that's not the point, right? The point is to go, why am I feeling jealous? Does that mean that I am being hard on myself right now and judging myself for where I'm at. Um, does it mean that I want what they have? Like, is there, does their job, do I really want that job? Or does it mean that you feel some sort of undercurrent of pressure to have what they have, but you don't actually want it. So then there's this like tension of, I want what they have, 
but because I don't actually want it, like I feel like I'm supposed to want it, but I don't want it. So I'm not willing to put the action in to get it. So I'm just going to hold instead of like that turns into shame, which we then often turn on to other people and make them the enemy. So we don't have to feel shame. But what if instead of feeling shame, you just go, whoa, I'm feeling like this pressure to want this thing that I don't even want. Where does that come from? You know, and that that inaction that you're seeing in yourself is maybe a really good indicator that you don't want the thing. Right. Because I think that's something that threes don't always understand. They think like I'm a robot. I should just show up for everything I I think I'm supposed to show up for. But that inaction is often really good information to the fact that maybe you don't even want it. You just feel like you're supposed to want it. Okay, next. (laughs) The next thing to keep in mind, I I went a little long on that last point. The next thing to keep in mind is what can I get out of this mentality? Okay, so the number two, the next thing to keep in mind if you are an Enneagram 3 wanting to have healthier friendships is to stop going into new relationships with the attitude of what can I get out of this, right? So um, a lot of times our threes enter into relationships kind of with a business mindset of what is this relationship going to offer me in terms of my personal goals, whether that's a career goal or a physical goal or a social goal, whatever it is for you, whatever your kind of priorities are, every relationship in your life isn't going to advance your career or advance your personal goals. Sometimes you need relationships in your life that actually do the opposite and pull you back down to your human self and help you to just feel or help you to be present or help you to explore the part of you that isn't doing anything right now. So that you have a place where you aren't reliant on your performance in order to be loved, right? Because when we form all of these relationships out of a sense of like, what can I get out of this? Well, then often we're forming relationships with the same kind of attitude from other people, right? And there's where they're saying, okay, I'm forming this relationship with you because you're going to offer me this and I'm off, I'm forming this relationship with you because you can offer me this and it's just going to be this exchange of professional skill sets, which is lovely and necessary, right? It's great for acquaintances, but when it comes to your dearest friends, your best friends, like have some people in your life who are just there to see you as a person, not for what you do. Number three, be conscious of the difference between bragging and connecting. So um, I know threes aren't often thinking of themselves as bragging, but I know that the kind of unconscious intention is to just feel worthy of being there, right? Like you're kind of wanting to prove your worth so that people will want you around. But I want to be clear that that is so much easier to do than that, right? Like you don't have to tell me what you've accomplished, how much money you've made, um, how great your marriage is or how nice your car is for me to want to be around you. The people that I want to be around are the people who listen, who ask good questions, who are paying attention, right? We talked about this in the first section in terms of being friends with a type three. It's that difference between showing up to be impressive and showing up to see someone else, to be there. So um, just be aware of that, that like when you show up and you just kind of list your accomplishments or brag about everything you've accomplished, it doesn't feel good to other people around you, not because they're jealous, which I think is sometimes the assumption is that if 
if they don't like me talking about the things I've accomplished, they must just be jealous, like they're haters. <laughs> Do people use the phrase haters anymore? I don't know. But really what they're doing is they're saying, hey, I want to see you as a person. I want you to see me as a person. And when you do this whole like dance thing, I don't get to see you. I don't get to even like you because I'm not seeing you and you're not seeing me. We're not having a relationship. I'm just listening to your monologue about like everything you've ever accomplished, right? So just be conscious of that. Pay attention to if you when you're feeling insecure, right, because it's often where this is coming from and you find yourself kind of just listing off the things you've done, pause for a second and notice that behavior and go, whoa, <laughs> I'm feeling a little nervous here. And just kind of let yourself feel nervous. But then instead of responding to those nerves through kind of peacocking, respond to those nerves through asking, connecting questions with the people around you, you know, get to know them, let them talk for a little while so that you can be off of the stage so that you can kind of breathe into your body and, and not be nervous, right? Take yourself out of the spotlight so you don't have to perform. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ethos. Now, if you're hearing this ad, I've got good news for you. That means you're alive. So you've still got time to get life insurance with Ethos. With Ethos, you could get life insurance in 10 minutes for as little as $10 a month. Unlike other companies, long, confusing, and outdated application process, Ethos's 100% online application takes only minutes so you can get back to living. Ethos has no medical exams, just a few easy health questions, and competitive rates from top-rated carriers. Ethos is affordable and convenient. Here's the thing, friends. I do not like to make a phone call. I think if you are in my generation or younger, you understand the pain and the agony of pulling my phone up, calling a number, and being afraid that they're going to lock me into some weird sales grift and I'm not going to be able to get off the phone. That's why Ethos works for me because it's just all online. You go on, you fill out the form, and you are good to go. Join the thousands of satisfied families protected with help from Ethos who have given the company a 4.8 star rating on Google reviews. Every year you wait, life insurance premiums increase by 8 to 10%. Get a free personalized quote at ethoslife.com slash egram, spelled E-T-H-O-S life.com slash egram. Go to ethoslife.com slash egram to get your free life insurance quote today. Ethos Technologies Incorporated operates in California as Ethos Life Insurance Services, not available in all states, and prices subject to underwriting and certain health questions. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, number four, the fourth thing to keep in mind if you are an Enneagram 3 wanting good friendships is to let yourself be truly loved. We all have ways that we prevent ourselves from receiving love. Every Enneagram type does it. It's like almost like we have this thing we want and we have really creative ways to actually directly block that thing, <laughs> right? So for threes, what you want is to feel worthwhile, right? You want to feel 
like people really know you and they think you're worthy and that you're not an imposter. But you often create imposter syndrome within yourself because you're presenting this like shiny, glossy version of you that isn't really the true you and you're getting all this admiration and acceptance and love to this fake version of yourself that you don't even know. Like it's kind of like this character that you're playing and they're getting all this affection and attention so that can leave you feeling as though you love me but you don't really love me right? You love this like version of me that I showed you. Um, I think there's like a TikTok, right? Of like, oh, you like my personality? Like I made it just for you. It's you. <laughs> and I think it's like that. It's like they're loving this persona that you've put on, but because you're not opening up and being vulnerable, you're not showing them the truth of who you are, you're that true deep version of you doesn't get access to the love. It's like it's all bouncing off this glossy, shiny, facade. So you have to have at least one. I would love for you to have three to five really good relationships where those people see you at your absolute pit, like your bottom, like the worst of the worst, where you are able to say like, I am bankrupt. <laughs> I'm in debt. What, you know, I'm not saying that you are, but just saying like, whatever it is, maybe you're ashamed to admit you're telling these people and they are just like loving you there because that's how you're going to really get to absorb the true realization that you are not worthless, that you are a hundred percent worthy of love, that you are not an imposter, but you create the opposite of that dynamic when you only allow access to love to this shiny per version of you, right? Okay. So that's number four. Number five is just ask for help. I know you don't like to be seen in that vulnerability. I know it's hard, but ask for help. If you're having a bad mental health season, if you're having a bad financial season, if you are having a bad season of any kind, if you're having a hard time in your relationship, you do not have to keep it all together. You know, have that one person or those three to five people who you're letting see you at your truest self and ask them for help. Ask them to talk to you, ask them to show up for you, ask them to write you a letter, whatever it is that you need, ask for help, okay? Like do not suffer in silence, do not suffer alone because threes are really good at this, guys. You are so good at having secret pain and then showing the world perfection and People don't know that you even need anything, right? So have those one, have that one person if that's like all you can muster right now, but have a goal for three to five people in your life who really see you at your worst and who get to love you there so that you can go to them when you need them, okay? All right, now if you are friends with a type three, here's what I don't want you to take personally. Don't take it personally if they don't want to be interrupted while they're working. That's like a, just kind of like a three thing. I don't, like they tend to go to work, they turn on work mode, they don't want you calling them, they're probably not gonna wanna text back, they're not gonna want to like be consistently interrupted if you like are going into the room all the time to like chit chat if it's a coworker and they're kind of like short with you, it's just because they don't wanna be interrupted while they're working. Like just don't take it personally. Number two, don't take it personally. If they talk to you about all that they've achieved or all that they've bought recently, um, they're not intending to make you feel bad. I don't think that that's where our threes are coming from. Is like, look at how much better my life is than yours. It's more so that they're trying to make themselves feel good, right? It's like your opinion matters to them and they want you to think they're doing well. So instead of 
Um, so that's kind of where that's coming from. So like, don't, don't be, compare your marriage to theirs. Don't like compare your car to theirs. That's not, they're not trying to make you feel bad about your car. They just maybe feel bad about their car. So they're like, they're feeling bad about something in their life. So they're trying to make themselves feel better. Number three, um, don't take it personally if they disappear for a few days here and there. Um, one thing we don't talk about with threes is that they hibernate. <laughs> so I, um, I often talk about this with threes in terms of like a roller coaster energy of they go, 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 and then they crash. But I really like the term hibernating a lot. Like they're kind of regaining their energy to go back in the world and like do it some more because threes expect superhuman behavior out of themselves. And so, they need, they often have to really like hunker down and hide out and regain energy in order to keep up the momentum that they're operating with. Um, so just don't take it personally if you don't hear from them for a few days. They will eventually get back to you. They're just hibernating. Okay. Now in combination, so this is where we talk about what each Enneagram type is going to keep in mind, like pros and cons for their relationship to a type three. So a one in relationship to a type three, the pro here is that they're both driven and not opposed to hard work. But the con is that the ones may feel as though threes cut corners ethically and threes may feel like the one is too judgmental. Now, threes and twos, pros here is that twos like to put the spotlight on others and threes like to be in the spotlight. So that's a nice little combo. The twos may feel as though they are only wanted when they don't shine as brightly as the three. And twos may also be too overtly emotional for the three, which could rub them the wrong way if they're not open to their own emotions. Now, two threes in combination together, they're going to have similar project-focused energy, right? They don't take it personally when they put work first or push their feelings aside to get the job done. So that can be like really easy feeling. Now, the con here is that they can end up being jealous of each other's success, right? If one is having a hard time, they may start to resent the other one if they're continuing to be successful and they haven't done that growth work yet. Fours, three and four together, the pros are that fours help the three to have a place to be truly seen and to embrace their feelings. And threes help fours to really put action behind their goals, kind of championing their, championing their dreams. Now our cons here are that threes could trigger the four sense of being deficient and fours could make the threes slow down and feel more than they are ready or willing to. Now when threes and fives are in a relationship, the pros here are that both can are relatively self-responsible and contained and they both tend to respect other people's boundaries. Neither of them like to be interrupted while they're working on a project, like kind of similar energy, project focused energy. Now the con is that they are probably going to avoid conflict or problems in the friendship until it's way too late and they end up becoming resentful of each other. Neither of them want to have that hard conversation. They'd rather think about other things. And so that can end up being kind of put off for far too long. When threes and six are in relationships, they are both at working toward a goal. The pros here are that they both are great at working toward a goal. They can help each other with building out like their lives together, like they likely share interests or communities that they're both very invested in. Now that shows up in different ways, but they're both probably have like a similar sense of community and interest. Now the cons are that they can actually really enhance each other's blind spots, like the desire to conform and fit in, a sense of competition or a need to be recognized for your hard work. Both of them need that and they can really enhance that in one another. 
Now, when a seven and a three are friends, sevens help threes to focus on how it feels in their life to achieve their goals versus what they achieve, right? So threes are very achievement focused and can often write themselves out of a satisfying life. And threes can be so focused on satisfaction that they have a hard time achieving their goals. So this is a really nice little balance, right? Three, sevens help threes to enjoy their life. Threes help sevens to put strategy behind their goals and to follow through. They also tend to be a high energy and like charming team. So they'll have an easy time making more friends together or going out and socializing with others. They both also share a love of bouginess. So <laughs> um, that's really nice. Now the con here is that threes may be envious of the easy success of sevens. Sevens tend to kind of have like lucky energy well, sevens may feel too much, they'll feel that like too much fun and enjoyment is being sacrificed for the three's focus on career. They can also feed each other's sense of frivolity with money in favor of a great experience. All right, three and eight combo. The pros here, they're great for getting things done and encouraging each other's growth. The con is that this is probably the most likely dynamic to turn competitive. Um, they may struggle to form a deep connection because they both resist being vulnerable as well. Um, so if you kind of are resisting vulnerability, leaning with strength and charm, and then competing with one another, it can be pretty rough. Now, the nine and the three is actually a common romantic pairing, but for friendships, you know, nines bring a space of non-judgment to encourage a three's sense of vulnerability, which it could be that one person that you start with, threes. <laughs> and then threes bring energy and confidence to the nine's ambitions, because nines can be action repressed. Threes can really help the nines to take action. They just have to be careful to not take on the nines' dreams as if they're their own, pushing the nine into something they're not ready for. Now, the cons here for a nine-three pairing is they may struggle to talk about conflict and resentment, like the three and the five pairing. They also may become resentful of the patterns that they fall into if one of them starts to shift and change. For example, if the nine starts to find their voice, um, then it can start to feel like, whoa, this isn't as easy as it used to be. Or maybe the three stops wanting to champion the nine's goals for them. They can start to become resentful of the fact that maybe they feel like they're taking on the brunt of the nine's goals. So these are just some things to keep in mind. But that is it for our episode on friendship with Enneagram type three. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Let me know on Instagram, um, you know, DM me at Sarah Jane Case if you had insights from this episode. If anything came up for you, I'd love to hear. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next one. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. 
Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.